Well, good morning, Thrive Church. We're glad that you are all here with us this morning. I want to welcome all those who are watching with us online in the 715 area code. We're glad that you are connecting with us, and we just want you to know that we are a spirit-led church, and we are all about leading people to become life-giving followers of Jesus, and that is our mission, and that's what we're trying to accomplish And uh, I'm so glad of uh, the the team that we have here, the serve team here at Thrive Church, who works with us each, not just on Sundays, but throughout the week, that helps in that mission. So can we just give a shout out to our our Thrive team this morning? And and I want to thank the leadership team of this church last night. They had a a celebration for the the staff and staff appreciation uh, month. And I just thank you guys very much for the, the encouragement and the affirmation you gave us last night. I'm excited about an upcoming event. We are, you've heard of me say it before, but we talked about this program called Growth Track. And Growth Track is going to become the membership of our church. But not only that, it's going to be our on-ramp to be on the serve team uh, of this church. And so we are going to ask, we're, we're going to ask all members, every person who wants to be a member or has been a member, is a member of Thrive Church to go through the growth track. And you're going to hear more about that, but uh, the, you can get started in that. It's going to, we're going to have two opportunities. You can choose one of either Saturdays, the two, the two first Saturdays of November, I'm, and the, those dates are slipping my memory, but mark those dates down. You're going to hear more about growth track uh, in, in the coming weeks uh, coming up. So uh, I want to get into this message today. I want to encourage you to follow along in, uh, in these sermon notes that are handed out to you. Uh, we were just in a, in a powerful sermon series. And oh, by the way, another side note, we have just launched a new website. So go to thrive715.com. Now you can clap. Go ahead and clap right now, thrive 715 and uh, we have revamped it, and we have tried to make it super user-friendly. So check it out, thrive715.com. Check out our new website. Lots of information. So we are in a, uh, in a, in a powerful sermon series called Questions. And we are trying to do our best to just look at God's Word and just trying to find the answers of faith and, and of God. And, and I don't know, a lot of people have come up and say, thank you. Thank you for, for giving that message. And, uh, but I just want you to know, there, there, as we go through life, there's going to be times where we just, we don't fully understand all the ways of God. And I just wanted to let you know, there, there's going to be things that we just don't always grasp or we're going to understand here on earth. And even the prophet Isaiah, God speaks to the prophet Isaiah and he says this, For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than yours and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And so, so we know that man, we, there is God and then there is us and just keep going deeper and deeper. I mean, he is God and we are not. There's going to be things that we do not comprehend. But here's some of the questions that we have delved into already. And, and you can go on the website and check out some of the podcasts if you want to get caught up on this. But we talked about why is there suffering and evil in the world? That's one of the biggest questions that people are asking about faith. We talked about what is truth. We asked the question, is the Bible legit? Who is God and who is Jesus? Is he who he says that he is? And, and so today... We're going to talk about a subject. I, I really, I, I really don't. I wish I didn't have to spend time talking about this subject. 
it's probably going to be one of my least favorite messages to give because I'm going to talk about our enemy. I'm going to talk about Satan today. So if we're going to talk about this guy, like, can we just ask the Holy Spirit to, to lead the way in this message today? Holy Spirit, we need you. Lord, we know that we're going to be talking about the enemy, the thief, the liar. And so we pray, Lord, we know that he has been doing his thing to spread lies and he is a deceiver. And so we pray that truth would be revealed today and we would have understanding of his work against us. So, Lord, we invite your spirit to be here. We pray that your voice is the loudest voice in this room, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. You know, a lot of people have this harmless view of Satan. And you really think of it, you know, all oh, that cute little trick-or-treater who came to my house, and he was just dressed up like a little devil, you know. And that's kind of the, the some people, they had that view. Um, but I, I would say this. I would argue and, and tell you today, I, I want you to, I, I really personally believe that Satan is very real. And he's doing a very real work in this world. And I, I believe that just as much as there's evidence for God, we talk about who is God, and just as nature reveals the evidence of God, I believe we need to only turn on the news. We could turn on the news right now, and we would see the evidence of, an, of the enemy, of Satan himself. We would see the, the evil that is in this world. We would see that there's wars and there's rumors of wars. We would see that there is genocide, that there is hate, there is racism, there is disunity like we have never seen in this country before. There, the crime rate, if you would just you would look at the crime rate, it is skyrocketing in these past few years. Broken homes, we hear stories of horrendous abuse, especially towards children. Uh, we hear things about, we hear about the, the strongholds of addictions more and more. Corruption. Good thing there's no corruption in government. We're hearing about suicide. We're hearing about murder. The suicide rate is going sky high. The, the, the overdose rate is going sky high. People are passing away of overdose because of drug overdose and immorality of every kind. It, he has revealed himself. He's doing a pretty good job of revealing himself into the world. So we learn a lot about Satan. The Bible talks about who he is. The Greek word for Satan is adversary. If we're going to again follow along in your notes here, the Greek definition is adversary. In other words, he is an, an adversary is the enemy. He is the enemy of your soul. He's the enemy of your soul. Uh, in Genesis 3.15, it says that he is the enemy of man. He is a deceiver. If you look at Genesis chapter 3, and we're going to be talking about this subject next week, we're going to talk about what is sin. And, but you will see that this is where sin began, and the enemy was all in it. Uh, he uses deception to lead uh, people to believe things that are not true. Do you realize that? That is Satan's biggest thing. That's his ploy. He's a deceiver. He is in John 8, 44. Jesus says that he is the father of lies. I want you to, have you ever, ever met somebody who's like a really good liar, like in person? And like they had you so fooled and you like, when you found out the truth, you're like, I just can't believe it. I just, I, I can't believe it. Well, that's Satan. Man, he's good. He is good 
at what he does. He, and Jesus says that he is the thief. He is, in Matthew, he talks about that he is the tempter. He is the ruler of this world. He is a, that means that he's a powerful manipulator in the affairs of the world. He is working in the world today. Sometimes I talk to, to Christians and they say, man, I just... Man, it's just that this world is so terrible. It's just, I just can't believe it. I, I just want you to know, I don't think we should be surprised with what's happening in the world today. I really don't think there should be any surprises whatsoever. Satan is he's just doing his thing. He's just doing his job. He is the prince of the power of the air. He is a masquerader. I like this. Paul says this in, in 2 Corinthians, that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. No, 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 no. I'm not bad. I'm the good that's in this world. He's a great masquerader. He is the accuser. And what he wants to do is he wants to try to convince us to live in a constant state of condemnation. Man, he would love to keep you in that place of shame, condemnation. You ever been there before? I've been there. I've been there. He, he, he tricked me. He's tricked me a few times. Uh, Roger Kent, uh, he, was in, he, he wrote a movie called The Unusual Suspects in 1995. And he said, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he does not exist. Man, he's, <laughs> who is he? Well, the Bible says when we look at the word of God that he is an angelic being. That he was, his, his name really is Lucifer. That he, that Lucifer means the star of the morning. He, and he had a high ranking position. In fact, he was a, the worship leader in all of heaven. He was full of wisdom. And the Bible says that he was full of perfect beauty. He had a position of great power. And then he began to become jealous of God, a worship leader, one who gives praises to God, began to desire that worship himself, and he began to long for it, and that soon that, that, that desire turned into pride, and then that pride turned into rebellion. He had envy in his heart. He began to exalt himself over God. And God called him on it. And God caught, cast him down into, into hell. He cast him down with one-third of the angels. And, and, and those angels soon became demons. And that, there's another great question. Are there demons in the world? Yes. Yes. These are, his, these are his troops that he works with today. And since then, since that moment that he was cast down... He has been interfering with the work of God ever since. And because you are made in the image of God, I want you to know Satan cannot stand you. There's some misconceptions that people have about Satan. The number one myth is that he is not real. Well, again, if, you, if we, we talked about the word of God, is the Bible true? You can start at the very beginning in the book of Genesis, and then you can go in the Exodus and Leviticus, and you can go all the way to the end of Revelations, and you will see his name or his presence revealed in just about every part, every part of the Bible. Satan would love for you, though, 
to think that he is just some kind of tooth fairy figure that is out there. He would love to get us to that place. Missionaries, I've heard, I've worked with missionaries, and they say, you know, he, Satan is very much revealed in, to, in the rest of the world, especially in third world countries. A lot of people, they, they recognize him and they call him out for who he is. But he says it seems to be in first world countries like the United States that Satan tries to, try to cover himself up and he wears a tuxedo. Jesus, in fact, talks about Satan over a dozen times throughout the Gospels. A second myth is that he is as powerful as God. So what we, sometimes we envision this myth is that, that he, there's these two forces and it's like a tug of war. And you're back and forth and back and forth. And that really is a misconception because, yes, Satan is powerful. But against God, there is no comparison today, not even close. Because God is everywhere. God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing, and Satan is not. A third myth about Satan. I don't want to give him any glory today. A lot of people think, well, he's just this creepy-looking guy, and he's walking around with horns and a tail. But again, in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, 14, he disguises himself as an angel of light. You see, Satan is an angel being. He has no physical body, but though sometimes he will show up in a person's body. Fourth myth is that he can do whatever he wants, but I want you to know he is limited. He is limited in what he can do. And that we have a God who is in control. One of these days, he is going to, Satan is going to pay the price for, for the things that he has done. The fifth myth that he's in charge of hell. Many believe that hell is Satan's kingdom. With a, he, that is kind of a, a personal playground, and he's just down in hell, and he's poking all the bad people and everything that he's done. But no, no, hell is going to be one day is going to be Satan and all his demons. It's going to be his prison. So, what is Satan's mission here on earth? What is, what is his purpose? What is he? What is he trying to accomplish? Here's his objective. I love how how Jesus says this in John ten ten. He says, the thief, thief, his purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. That's his plan for your life. I, I'm convinced, I'm absolutely convinced of this. Satan, the way that he does accomplish his mission is that he tries to convince you. He convinces you to destroy yourself. His objective is this. He wants to elevate his throne above God's. He wants to gain the worship of the world instead of it being on God, to have it on himself. He is trying to create a rebellion. That's how he works, is through the spirit of rebellion against God. And he will do anything and everything in his power to oppose God and those who follow him. Warren Worsby, he's a, a great theologian, and he said this. This is Satan's strategy. I like how this is written. This is in your notes. It says, Satan is the deceiver who attacks your mind with lies. Write that one down. That's a good line. He starts in our mind. Satan is the accuser who attacks your heart with accusations. He goes from the mind to the heart. Satan is the destroyer who attacks your will with pride. Is this resonating with anybody here today? 
C.S. Lewis says, there is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. How many of you have ever read the book, uh, the, the book series, This Present Darkness by Frank Peretti? Anybody remember that? It was kind of a, a really popular book series back in the 90s. Been a, kind of an interesting read because it, it really kind of takes you into what happens when Christians pray, when people pray. And he kind of will take you into that cosmic battle that, is, that has taken place in the heavenlies between Satan and, and God's angels. And just, a, just kind of an interesting paradigm shift of how we look at it. But I need, you need to understand, listen to me this morning, there is an ongoing war that is going on in the heavenlies. Understand that. That is... A reality. There is an ongoing war that has gone on and it is manifested in the world. We are seeing the evidence that it's happening here today. And it is not a matter of if you are under attack. Understand today, you, if you are a Christ follower, you are under attack by the enemy. Ephesians 6.11, the Apostle Paul makes it very clear that we are all engaged in spiritual warfare. Whether you like it or not, or whether you engage or not, you are engaged. And he tells us this. He says, I want, you are to put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of Satan. We are to put on God's armor. This morning, I, I, I do this in my prayer time. I, I will go through the, the, the pieces of the armor of God, and I will, I will just pray. I say, in my prayer time, I just take you through it. I, I, I use it as a template. And I say, God, I put on that belt of truth. You are the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes into the Father. You are God, and I am not. Lord, I put on this breastplate of righteousness. And God, I pray that you would cleanse my heart today, that you would create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. And if anything that doesn't belong in here, God, remove it. I put on the helmet of salvation. And Lord, I pray that you would cover my mind, that you would give me wisdom, direction. You would give me discernment on how to live my life. Lord, I put on the shoes that are fitted with the message of the gospel of peace. And I pray that you would guide my steps as I live out this life, as I do ministry, as, as I go about my life, you guide my steps. And Lord, I take up the sword of the Spirit. I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. I take up the sword of the Spirit and I claim your word as truth. And I will follow your truth today. And God, I put it out in front of me, the shield of faith, because I know that God is able to do more than I can think or even imagine. So you go in front of me today. Paul tells us to do that. And if, you, if you're here today and you're like, I don't know how to pray, I would use that as a prayer template all day long. And there's a strength that comes up within us. But he says to put on God's armor. If we are in spiritual battle, don't say, well, I got this, God. I'll take care of this myself. No, 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 no. Put on God's armor. Now listen. Listen closely to how Paul describes our enemy. He says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. This is not a battle of the flesh. In a, in a flesh, there's, you know, you understand warfare. You know, it's just, it's a battle. It's, you know, a fist and it's guns and there's artillery and there's tanks, you know, and you just 
blow the enemy to smithereens, and that, that's what you do. That's, 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 a, that's a flesh battle. So we know how to engage like that. But Paul says, it's not like that. This is different. This is spiritual in nature. And so he tells us this battle is spiritual. He says, but we, fat, we are fighting against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So this tells me, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, sometimes I, I hear people, Satan, just get, get out of here. I'm not sure it's always Satan is so focused on you. I, I think he's got, I like to call them minions. I think he's got minions who, who are working on me. How many of you have ever felt like you dealt with the minions before? And, and I think Paul describes these minions who are just constantly picking and poking and tempting and teasing and agitating and lying and deceiving He's got his minions at work in our lives. And I want you to know, listen to me, listen, listen, listen. You are under attack. You're under attack this morning. And the battlefield is in your mind. Joyce Meyer's lover, liker, disliker, she wrote a tremendous book called The Battlefield of the Mind. And I like the book because almost half of it is scripture. But she talks about this place. This is really where the battlefield is. And when you really sit down and examine it, there's where the battle takes place. Because it's in the mind that that's where we allow what goes into the heart. And what goes into the heart then goes into our actions. And it all starts right here. What we allow into our eyes, what we allow into our ears, what we allow ourselves to think. And so I, I would tell you right here is the mic. Can we just point? Let's just point at the battlefield right here. This is the Armageddon of your life right here. The Armageddon. It's in your mind. In Luke chapter 4, 1 through 13, we see a battle take place. It's really interesting. It's, it's, it's an incredible battle. It's an example of, of a battle between Jesus and Satan. Did you know that? Did you know he and, he and Satan had, had a battle that went on? And listen how this battle unfolds. Understand that Jesus, listen to me, let's, let's set this up. He's at the very beginning of his ministry. He's just starting out. And he has just been baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. Time out here. I don't know how many of you have been baptized before. Do you realize baptism is really your first step of obedience in your faith? And I, and I want you to know, we, we are being strategic about having baptism at least on a quarterly basis. Did you know within a month from now we are going to have a baptism service? I believe it's the second Sunday in November. If you've not been baptized before, I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you to take that step of obedience, November 14th. Interesting, Jesus, be, this is really before he launches his ministry, he decides to go on a prayer and fasting retreat. How many of you have ever been on a prayer and fasting retreat? Have you ever been on a prayer and fast? I was just on, like, last weekend, last week, I was on a silent prayer retreat and with a whole bunch of other people. That, that was hard. I was fasting, talking. That was weird. <laughs> but but I, I, the most I've ever fasted from food, just, just water and just liquids, five days. 
five days, and man, that was, that was rough. But Jesus goes out into the desert for 40 days, 40 days for prayer and fasting. That tells you that there is power in prayer and in fasting, a different message for a different day. But there's, this is where he went to strengthen himself for what was ahead. This is how he prepared for battle. So let's read here, and I'm going to be reading Luke 4. If you want to follow along, Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13 in the NIV version. I'm not sure it's going to be on the screen, so let me read it aloud for you. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by Satan. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them was hungry. Everybody said, I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's kind of quiet in here, but I am hearing some stomachs grumble this morning. And isn't it interesting? This is where a lot of times, just take note. When you're in warfare, Sal Tung, I believe is his name, says, know your enemy. And a lot of times, the times that he likes to interject and do his thing is when you're tired and you're worn out physically. Just take note of that. The devil, so Satan approaches him, and the devil said to him, Jesus, if you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. So right now, he's been fasting. I don't know how many days he's into this, but he's hungry, all right? He's hungry. Like I said, five days. How many of you ever watched a show called Alone? Anybody ever watch Alone? It would kind of a, a wilderness challenge where people go out and they like almost starve to death. You know, if they don't catch their food, they don't eat. And they, talk, they keep talking about how loneliness and going without food, and they keep talking about, like, that's all I think about is food. That's all I dream about is food, right? And some of you, right now, I am grumbling your, your stomachs here. And so Jesus is hungry. And when you're hungry, that's all you think about is food. But listen to how Jesus answered. Jesus said, it is written. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone. Can we, can we just repeat that phrase here, it is written? Everybody say it all together. It is written. What is it? What is it? What Jesus was talking about was the word of God. What he was quoting, he was saying, well, what God says, it doesn't matter, Satan, what you say. It doesn't matter what you say. It, what matters in life is what God says. And he says, he said what? He said what? He said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. There's more to this life than feeding this flesh. You know what that was? We're in spiritual battle mode right here. You know what that was? That was like a gigantic cannon. Kaboom! Massive artillery shell pointed at the enemy. Continue on with the story. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him an instant, in an instant, all the kingdoms of the world. 
And he said to him, I will give you all your authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want. If you worship me, it will be all yours. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Satan's, Satan is talking to the Son of God who owns everything, and he's telling him, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give you everything that you already own. <laughs> right? Kind of strange. All you have to do is just worship me. In other words, just pay attention to me more than you pay attention to God. Give me the praises. Isn't it interesting? Lucifer is still desiring that worship that belongs to God alone. But Jesus answered, what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Kaboom. Artillery shell. Are you seeing the battle going on here today? The, then the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For he's, and it's kind of interesting because he's trying to use scripture himself now. And please note that Satan knows the word of God. And he can use it. And he, some of you, he is, he's put that seed in your mind. And he has used scripture against you to plant a seed of condemnation. So please be aware, Satan knows the Bible. And he said, it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So Satan is trying to, trying to convince Jesus to commit suicide. He said, no, 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 but, but God will catch you. And you will force God to step out of his will to capture you. You see, you see Jesus, you have the ability. Aren't you kind of tired of, of God telling you what to do? And now you can start controlling God. You can start telling him what to do. Isn't, isn't that crafty how he works here? But Jesus answered. What did he say? Jesus answered him. Jesus answered. Time out here. Did you notice these three times? Jesus didn't sit there and say, well, you know, you got a point. You use some scripture passages here. Well, Satan, listen, I don't want to argue with you, but, you know, I don't know. You know, and he just, he didn't sit there and try to argue with him. He didn't spend time with him it's like trying to reason with Satan because Satan is not somebody you can reason with. He simply pointed out the word of God and he said, and he said what? And he said what? It is written, kaboom! Another cannon shot. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Period. Done. Done. He didn't add his insights. He didn't add his commentary. He just simply proclaimed the word of God. If you're here today and you're tired of the enemy's attacks on your life, and you're trying to reason with him, and you're trying to, you know, I've read this book, and I'm supposed to do this, and I'm supposed to wear that, and if I do this, and that, just the word of God. Then it says, when the devil had finished all his tempting, he was done. He was wiped out, and he had a lot of cannon shot coming his way. He left him until another opportune time. Listen to me. 
We don't have to be victims. We don't have to be victims to the enemy any longer. Jesus' response gives us a game plan to know how to counter your adversary. If you're, if you're not paying attention to this message, pay attention right now. Here's how you counter your enemy. And it all starts with knowing who you are in Christ. Do you know who you are in Christ Jesus? And I'm not talking about, maybe you're here today and Christ is not in your life. Man, you need Christ in your life. Because when Christ comes into your life, it changes everything. Do you know that when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become a child of God? Do not mess with a child of God. You are forgiven. You are no longer living in the land of shame or condemnation any longer. You are forgiven. You have been given victory over death. You are now a victor. God has placed, listen to me, he has placed his solely spirit inside of you. Listen to this, First John, it says, but you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit of God who lives in you is greater than the spirit of Satan who lives in this world. Thank you. <laughs> you just cheered really loud, and, and I, I appreciate that. But have you owned that truth? If God lives in you, <laughs> you don't have to be a victim any longer. You don't have to live in the land of victimhood. You are free. Whom the Son has set free is free Indeed, and we don't have to live in his bondage any, more, any longer. I grew up in a home, and I've talked about this before. I grew up, gotta be honest, in the land of victimhood a little bit. I had, uh, there's a family of six kids. I was number five, and I had three older brothers, and I joke about it, but I, I'm, to be serious, I grew up where I was constantly reminded how stupid I was. My brothers reaffirmed this stupidity in my life on a constant basis. I, I, I can go to the moment, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just doing this thing. Well, what are you doing that for? I don't know. I just want to do it. Well, that's stupid. And you know, after a while, and maybe some of you can resonate with it, it sticks. And, and I remember going to grade school and, and then putting me in this, this special classes. And, and I'd sit in these special classes and they would like, he doesn't belong in here. And like, wow, what's wrong? Well, I'm just dumb. I don't know. I'm not smart like everybody else. And I grew up with this mindset. I'm just dumb. It wasn't until later on, I don't know what happened in college or whatever, but I, re I realized somebody pointed this out to me. Satan lies to us, and he plants seeds of deception. And those seeds of deception can grow in our lives. And I realized I bought into a lie. And every once in a while, I feel pretty good about pointing out to my brothers who did not graduate from college and who do not have a master's degree, who the stupidest one is in the family. <clears throat> A little bit of pride there, Lord, forgive me, kind of. <laughs> I had to stop believing his lies. When we know who we are in Christ, 
We don't have to fall prey to his lies any longer. Second thing that we need to know is you need to know your adversary. Listen to me. Satan, if you want to know who he is, I'll just simplify it. He is the opposite of God. So we don't need to do any more book studies on who Satan is. We just look at God, and whatever God is, he's the opposite. Because if God is light, Satan is darkness. If God is truth, well, Satan is a liar. If God is righteous, well, Satan's evil. All right? And if if God is life, Satan is death. Does that simplify it? If you want to know who the enemy is, Just look at the opposite of God. And the Apostle Peter warns us to watch out for Satan. Watch out for him. Because he says, says, stay alert. Spiritually, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil, who is Satan. Because he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. You know, I just kind of had this imagery of those... uh, those, those uh, safari shows that they used to, great, I forget what the name of them that there was. And you'd have a, in Africa, and you have these little gazelles out there, and they're just eating grass and looking up, looking for the lion, and they're just chucking along. And, and then they're just kind of, you know what, I, I saw this one, this one episode just blew me away. I don't know how they got this camera shot. And you got these two gazelles, and they're just locking horns, and they're, they're fighting over something. And if you look, way, 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 you see something running across the field coming. And you, you, honestly, you can't figure it out. It, it is a long ways off. And these two gazelles are still locking horns. And all of a sudden, you're like, you're again, watching the video, that's a lion. Locking horns, locking horns, kind of like what people do in the church. Locking horns, locking horns. The, 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 the lion is coming closer and closer. I'm like, oh my goodness, guys, stop locking horns. Stop fighting with each other because the enemy is coming. Locking horns, locking horns, and all of a sudden, it's too late. Wow, what a picture of what the enemy does in our lives. And we're just so busy locking horns, trying to be right in our pride. Understand Satan works. He's at work, and he's going after our weak spots. He's going after your insecurities. He's going after your fears. He's going after your vulnerabilities. He's going after your temptations, and he knows them all too well because everyone's got them. Everyone's got them. The apostle John says this in 1 John 2.16. He says there's three areas where we are most vulnerable, and he tried them on Jesus. He says, for everything in the world... The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world, the enemy. You see, the same temptations. Understand about this temptation. Satan, and if your kids use this, and if you've been using this all your life, it's no more valid any longer. Satan does not make you do anything. Let me say to the group over here, Satan does not make you do anything. We have this thing called free will, and we choose to give in to the enemy. But please understand, to understand your adversary, he's going to come at us in three different ways. He's going to come at us with this thing called the lust of the flesh, and our body wants. How many times have we gotten in trouble because my body Wants my body hungers, my body desires, and that could be food, that could be sex, that could be addiction, whatever it is. But my body, how many times have we gotten in trouble because we listen to 
our body. We did not take command over our body. And then there's this thing called the lust of the eyes. And that's that thing I see that I want to have. Why do they get to have it and I don't get to have it? I should have that and I want that. How many times have we made foolish financial decisions and we're still paying for it today because I had to have what he had and I didn't have? And then he talks about the pride of life. Pride of life. Why? I, I'm tired of God telling me what to do. God can't tell me what to do. I tell him what to do. That's what they call the pride of life. And understand that Satan will use these three tactics. So we need to understand the adversary, and he's going to try. And he works in one of three, and sometimes three at the same time. So what does this look like? How are we going to fight the enemy. We're going to go back to Jesus. Because Jesus told us what? Jesus told us what? Jesus told us what? It is written. So when Satan comes along to him and he attacks his flesh, Jesus, aren't you hungry? Man, you, you could make some of Polito's pizza right now if you wanted to. Speaking to the Italians up front, Polito's Pizza, talking to the flesh. Jesus said, it is written, man does not live on bread alone. But Jesus, what if you bow down and worship me? I would give you all that you want. You, you, you know all that, that that one guy has? I'll give you it all. You just bow down and worship me. It is written, Satan, worship the Lord your God. Jesus, what if you just throw yourself down and God will rescue you? I mean, aren't you tired of God telling you what to do? Satan, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to test. Where did Jesus get his responses? Where, what is written? He's talking about the word of God. Do you have one of these this morning? Could you, could you hold this up? The Bible calls this. Paul tells us this is the sword of of the spirit. Can you just hold up your sword this morning? You got your sword. Hold up your phone. You got a sword. Everybody's got their sword. We got an armed congregation here. Do not try anything. The armed congregation. Listen to me. The word of God, listen to me. The word of God, your Bible, is the greatest spiritual weapon wielded against the enemy in his spiritual battle. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Let me, let me tell you this. If you really believed it, you wouldn't have to do this to open it. You wouldn't have to when you opened it. The word of God. Hebrews tells us that the word of God is alive. And it's powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword at cutting the soul and spirit between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. You see this Bible? Let me pull this out. You see this Bible here? This is this. What was that? 
a crocodile, crocodile Dundee was that, is that the name? No, that's a knife. <laughs> no, that's a knife. <laughs> this is this. Do, do you get that? Michelle and I, and she gets points. She watched a war movie with me the other night, though there was a girl in the movie. Okay? So. And these guys fighting in, bombs going off, explosions and everything going off. And, 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 and you know, a bomb blew off, and, and they're just over here, but their, their orders are to charge. Well, before they charge, they're looking around because they dropped something. They dropped their gun. It would be so foolish for that guy to say, I'll forget the gun. I'll just run up. Wouldn't that just be the dumbest thing in the world? I, I was just like, that's the dumbest movie I've ever seen. But what does the guy do? Clear off his face. Where is it at? Where is it at? All right, I'm ready to go. What if that was our mindset every day? I can't, I can't, I can't go, in. and what good is a sword if it stays stuck in the sheath? I'm going, Pastor, I'll listen to you, I took my Bible to work. <laughs> well, that's not what I mean, man. <laughs> like, like, you, you, you got to open it up and see what it says. The psalmist says this, he says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Listen to me, before the word comes from your mouth, it must be hidden in your heart. Before you can speak to Satan, it is written. It must be in your heart. And some of you, are, you're going through battles. And I, I've done this, and Michelle's really good at this. She'll post them throughout the house. Battles that she's going through, and she'll post the word of God on the mirror, getting ready for, for work, posting the word of God, putting it in front of us. I, I would just tell you, church, listen to me. Don't, don't just read. Don't just carry your Bible to work. Don't just, don't just read it, but study it. Know and learn how to use this weapon because this is this, this is this. So we've been talking this morning. I'm almost done. Know how to counter Satan. Is he real? I believe he's very real. He's revealed himself. And how are we going to counter him? Well, we need to do this. We need to know who you are in Christ. You are child God. There is a whole world of power in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Know that. Know that. Number two, know your adversary. And when you're, you're stuck like this, he's coming. That's opportune time. Stop this. Pay attention. Know God's word. Don't just, don't just take me for granted. Have you ever just wondered if I make this stuff up? I would just love for you. I, I, you know, there's people who every once in a while, I found a mistake, Pastor. I found a mistake. Man, I would just love Know God's word. And the last one thing I would tell you is know God more. Know God more. James tells us this. So humble yourselves before God. Put yourself in position. Resist Satan. 
and he will flee from you. How do you resist Satan? I just talked about it here today. It is written, come close to God, and he will come close to you. You know what that reminds me of? Again, going back to my victimhood, when I was a child, my brother is always messing with me, picking on me. I'm just doing nothing. I didn't cause any of it. Maybe. And when I saw those, those brothers, when I had responded back to them in a negative way and they were coming after me, all, I, all I'm looking for is dad. <laughs> if I can, dad was like base, home base. He was safety. If I could just touch dad, I could stand behind dad and stick my tongue out and nothing was going to happen, right? Right? How many of you, you, you know what I'm talking about? Just get to dad. That's where safety was. That's where security was. And for some of you, you just need to get to your father. And you know what? The more I, I just followed my dad around all day long <laughs> until my brothers forgot about that. They usually didn't. But I just followed my dad around and I was safe. What if we would just live our lives like that and I'm, you know, I'm going to just, you know what? I'm tired of all this battle. I'm just going to walk with my father today. I'm going to spend time with my father all day long. What if we were to just do that? So this morning, what we talked about, know who you are in Christ. And I want to stop right there. I want to, I want to ask you this morning, this is like one of the most important parts. It all begins right there. Are you a child of God? Have you made your peace with God? Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Because that's where it all begins. And if you've not done that this, to, just yet, you can do that right now. Just, just pray with me. Just say, God, I need you. I recognize what you did for me on the cross. And Lord, in you and through you, I become born again. And so I ask you to come and live inside of me, that you would be that great power. And Lord, that I can just walk in your shoes, walk in your footsteps and follow you. I would become new. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 I'll tell you this. Know your adversary. Where do you learn about your adversary? It's in the Word of God. Genesis through Revelations. It talks about them. Know God's Word. And know God. Know God more. So, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name, all around this church, we know that the enemy is a thief and a liar. And he's, he's doing his thing. But, God, we are your children today. And so, Lord, we come against Satan, not in my name, not in Thrive Church name, but in Jesus' name. There is no other name but the name of Jesus. We come against his schemes. We come against his lies. We come against his minions in Jesus' name. We stand firm on your promises today. Lord, we take up our sword and we follow you because it is written. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, amen. Let's give God praise today. Give him glory. Give him praise. In Jesus' name.